Yo, 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 this is your boy, Beck Lover and the Comeback Team on another episode. I'm here with one of the greatest hip-hop legends of all time, a guy that I call my friend now, and I'm happy to call my friend, Havoc of the infamous Mob Deep. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, Appreciate Havoc. That. Word, man. How, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. You know what I'm saying? Considering what's going on in the world. And, you know, just, you know, personal things, just like the family's healthy. You know what I mean? And everybody's just staying positive. Have you been, you've been, you've been staying in Havoc? I mean, you've been kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I only go to the store to get food. You know what I mean? Like, you... I don't go anywhere else. That's about it. Word. Did you, do you ever think we'd be like, <laughs> you ever thought we'd be going through something like this, man? Let, let me tell you, I, I'm a man of conspiracy theories. So I'm not really surprised now that it's here. I'm thinking about it. But I, but to answer your question, nah. I didn't. I didn't think that we. <laughs> I, nah, <laughs> I didn't think that. Did you? Do you? I mean, so you listen. There's a lot of this stuff going on right now. Everyone's talking about conspiracies and this and that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to say. I'm gonna speak for myself. I'm not buying the official story. I, I'm nah, nah, nah. I'm not buying you're, it. You're either. skeptical. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm skeptical. Because first, number one, the shit seemed like it spread too fast. Like the shit can't spread that fast, right? It was here one day, next you know, boom, right? And then, uh, and then it seems like they're lying about the numbers or they inflating the numbers. They saying this person, and then they saying everybody got fucking COVID. Like you know what I mean? Person go to the uh, ER with a broken leg, they be like, oh, you got COVID. And next you know, they stick some tubes in his chest and he's fucking dead. You understand what I'm saying? So even yeah, if you're not a conspiracy, even if you're not a conspiracy theorist, something gotta be. You know, you gotta be thinking like. Right, you be like, yo, what's up? Like, you know, this shit is crazy. Like, I, you know, trying to kill us. And they've done a great job of making people, unfortunately, they're making everyone feel like they can't be trusted. Like, un between the media, I mean, I don't know. And again, this is the craziest shit I think we've ever seen in our lives. Yes. Pol politically. Yes. Globally. Yes. yes. It's really, it's, you know, we got to have strong minds. Like, honestly, and not to jump into this right away, but it makes me think I swear to God of your soul, man. There's a there's a war going on outside. Yo, yes, let me tell you, yes, yes. this is like like if you play that song, you play that song while you're driving through Manhattan right now. Word up, goosebumps, bro. Right, man. I'm telling you, it's like a ghost town out there. You know what I'm saying? It's yo, man. Those there those were prophetic words. You know what I mean? It's like you could use it for any time period in history. It's like you know what I mean. It's crazy. Now, it was yesterday or the day before? I'm trying to, it was yesterday, no? Yesterday. It was your birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, officially. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it was the, the birthday of the notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls. Yes, indeed. We share the same birthday. Now, this is someone that you also knew. No, I knew Biggie. I, I actually produced, like, two songs for him. You know what I mean? So, I knew him. And we both was aware that we had the same birthday, so we used to be bugging out off of that. You know what I mean? Like, damn, we got the same birthday. Was there a, was there a big age difference between you and, and Biggie? Um, I will only say, but he was probably older than me by maybe two, two to five years, something like that. Two to five years. He was a little bit older than me. Can you give can you give my audience one can you give us one little nugget, man? Maybe something that no one ever knew about Biggie. Not nothing crazy, but like just a nice right. memory of you two. Like something that you did together, like hanging out I, somewhere. Just a story. Just a story. I, I got one for you real quick. Um, you know, when we first started out and we started getting hot, you know, Biggie was already hot. So sometimes we would do shows with Biggie. And I remember one time we did a show in Ohio, and motherfuckers was wilding out there, like in the crowd, they was bugging. Somebody was spraying mace, you know, all over the crowd, like making people cough and choke and stuff like that. And, you know, Biggie, being the artist that he was, he still went out and performed. Like, there was gangs out there. I mean, you know, motherfuckers are suffering all of that. But to actually see an artist be like, fuck that, I'm doing this for my fans, and go out there with all the mace and choking and spraying, and he went out there and did that, that's something that I'll never forget about big being with him one day well that was in ohio and that was in ohio man they was he's they like yo he's like i'm going out there i don't give a shit he still fucking went out and before, did you go out did you guys go out? yeah you know i i was having second <laughs> thoughts you know but we still went out we still went out though 
Well, do you remember what Project Prodigy said about us? This song. A prodigy was 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 just a calm soul. It's it, it, like I nothing never bothered him. Like really, I mean, from the outside, you know what I mean. So he looked at unbothered, you know what I mean. And I seen him in tough situations where he was always calm, but you know, about shit. So that's that's an amazing fact, man. I never knew that you. I mean, you're talking about you guys are my two favorite, man. You Thank do you. both. Thank your you. group I, and I, him. I, I, I love Biggie. I love Biggie, man. I mean, I told you my story, man. The first two hip-hop albums I ever bought in my life was yours and Nas's. Illmatic. <laughs> and I had just bought a brand new Benz, and I pumped in Quiet Storm. Word, word. I roll, I roll around the circle in my school. I'm pumping, yo, I'm a Quiet Storm. Blah, 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 blah. And everyone's just like, who the, <laughs> fuck, who the fuck got the new Benz, you know? <laughs> right, right. And I'm coming around the circle like, you know, look at me, look at who I am. I'm the man. Word. Yo, I think, I think the evil eye hit my ass. I crashed that Mercedes a week later. Yo, my father was going to kill me. <laughs> oh, I crashed that car shit. pumping. I crashed that car pumping your song, man. Yo, oh my God. Yo, that's crazy. Yo. You, you you know when you when you buy a new car and when you drive off the off the lot, it, ain't that when you the like most nervous when you get the brand new car? You like you, you just looking around like you know what I'm saying? Then you get comfortable. With terrified, you're terrified. <laughs> and shit. Oh what? shit! There's water dripping from the ceiling. Over there. I don't. You know, like you you go under. You know when you go under the apartment buildings and the bridge. Yes, yes, yes. That's the worst place when you're coming from Jersey. And you're going because it just the flashy, parks, right? You know, if you washed your car, you're done. It doesn't matter yeah, if it's, it's summer, winter. It's, it's, it's over. It's Actually, over. winter is really good. If it's really, really cold, they turn into those big-ass icicles. You ever seen them right, big-ass right, icicles? Right, right, right. Under the apartment buildings, under the bridge? Yep, yep, yep. Hell yeah. Always water fucking gushing down. Where is that water coming from? This <laughs> is really crazy, man. But, yeah. I yeah. saw I saw you. I saw you. I, I saw you on that show, uh, Hot Boxing with Tyson. I thought that was an amazing interview, man. Thank you, man. Um, I, I hate watching my own interviews, so I, I like watched a little bit of it. But um, see, I don't smoke weed, so <laughs> 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 when I was there, they was like, "Yo, you know, say smoke." I was like, "Yo, no, really did you hit it though?" Because honestly, I know you, and you seem mad mellow. You weren't talking like you're talking right now. Right, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So I, I was, was like, yo, did he smoke, son? <laughs> yo, they gave me some, some shit to smoke. And I'm with Mike Tyson, you know what I'm saying? I'm a huge fan of Mike Tyson. So Love him. If he was, you know, so they was like, here, smoke some weed. So I was like, I was like, all right, fuck it. You I know knew what I mean? it, bro. I knew it. I said, yo, I know he's quiet sometimes. But not that quiet. Yo, he must have hit. And you know what else I thought? I said, yo, even if you didn't hit that shit, how much smoke was in that little box? Uh, it, you would have got hot. You would be in a hot box. Straight up. Yeah, That's you would have got hot. So I, I was mad hot. <laughs> Yo, I want to say one thing. I want to give a shout out to Mike Tyson, man. Hell yeah, man. That, for a couple that, of reasons. A couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, the name of this show is called The Comeback Team, right? No doubt. You want to talk about a man that has put his heart out. Mm-hmm. Literally put his heart out in front of the whole world, bro. Word, word. Where's his shit? Right out his sleeve, bro. Word, word. For he real. is showing people right now. Forget mm-hmm. his boxing. Mm-hmm. He's showing people why he's a champion, man. Yep, 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 yep. Yo, to expose yourself the way he does, to speak from the heart. Yes. To shed yes. tears. Yes, yes. I have so much respect for that man, bro. Yes, indeed, man. Like that, I and mean, he's funny as hell too, man. He'll make you shit in your pants laughing, man. <laughs> but do you know yeah, why, like, brother? Because that comes from why? pain, my man. Pain makes Word. people laugh, though. Word for real. I mean, because it, it gets to a point where all you could do is laugh. At the end, you'd be like, "Yo," you know what I mean? You gotta laugh because they say laughter is the best medicine. You know what I mean? And you're right. That that comes from a pace of pain. You know what I mean? And I, I, I hundred percent think some of the funniest people in the world are people that have been through the most, man. I mean, that's true. I mean, look, not to go off script, but look at uh, Robin Williams, right? One of the funniest men in the fucking world. I know, I know that shit depressed me, man. And look what happens. You know what I mean? I couldn't, so, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe it either. You know, looking from the outside in, I, he had it all. 
You know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird sometimes. I'll go back now. Like if I see, first of all, if I see Robin's Williams flick now, which I haven't seen many since he passed. Yeah. Yo, my heart ached. My heart used to ache even watching this film because he was such an amazing actor, right? Yes. But I feel sometimes now when I look, it's like you see these subtle, these subtle, you know, examples. And it's like those faces he made, maybe they weren't really acting, man. Right. That's and you, true. And another really depressing fact, which I don't know if people realize, but I, I mean, I did. I mean, I think most people that are our age and older, they know. Mm-hmm. You remember that song back in the, what was it, late 80s, early 90s? Don't worry, be happy. Yep, yep, yep. He's, a, he's in the music video the whole time. Oh, he is? He's in the music video. You go watch that on YouTube, bro. You'll right, right, right. And Robin I, and I've Williams. Seen that video before. I've seen that video before, but... He's wearing, like, these, like, disguises and stuff. That's him dancing. You can see it's him if you look close. Well, He's dancing throughout the whole video. Don't worry, be happy. This is a man that ended his own life, man. Wow, man. Wow. Completely, really, when you, when you watch that music video, it's like, it changed the whole, the whole song for me. I can't even listen to that song no more. That's, that's true. That's true. And How crazy is that? It, it's real crazy. And that's why, you know, sometimes we, people treat each other like they don't give a fuck about each other. Like you, you, but you never know what somebody's going through, yo. You never what know they've what they've been some, through. Or what they've or been what they, through. Or, yeah, or what they've been through. You know what I'm saying? So that's why people got to treat everybody with a level of respect. You know what I mean? Just... Even a completely stranger, you just don't know what they've been through, man. Right, you don't fucking know. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, that's what it is, you know what I mean? But speaking of Robert Williams, you know, remember that show, Mork and Mindy? Like, people probably yeah, of don't course. know. <laughs> you know? Just like the alien guy, whatever. <laughs> nano, nano. Yeah, hey, speaking funny. of aliens, man. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, what's up with the government all of a sudden saying, yeah, those videos was real? I mean, it was no surprise that we're going to say that one day. Right, because what they're going to do is now one day some alien is going to come down, but they're probably not really going to be fucking aliens. And There's my things. man right there, but that's, that's why we get along, bro. This is why we get along. You know, you know what I'm saying? Then they're going to be like, oh, and then everything is going to fucking change. It's going to throw religion. They're going to want to throw religion out the window because they're going to be like, look. You know, my and man, that's what it's You have just spoken fire right here for those that are awoke. Let me tell yeah. you something. If you look on my Facebook, my personal page, which I don't know if you follow me there, but my, my friends that do, do. Listen, everyone says, yeah, we, 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 I was arguing with this guy today that I know. He's like, yeah, but, you know, the fact, because what happened was this. Literally four to five days before they said they're releasing, they released those videos and said that they're real. Yeah. I posted on my Facebook, I hope you don't believe in aliens. So nobody understood why I was posting that. I posted it for a couple of days. Then the government dropped, yeah, those are real. You understand? They were like, well, my friend, one of my friends goes, dude, how did you know that they were going to release it? I said, I didn't know. I said, something in my heart told me with all this crazy shit going on, because there's been this theory that there might be some stage shit, some Project Blue. None of us are experts yeah. on that. and None of us are saying it's true or not. But you got to stay woke in these times, man. There's so much noise being made yeah. that I really think the truth can be drowned out very easily, more easily now. People say, now nah, with technology, now. Nah. I said, you know what? Technology can be used both ways, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we live in very interesting times. And to be honest with you, man, very scary times. You know, listen, the 5G conspiracy, first of all. Right, right. I won't get into the health stuff because I can't prove that one way or the other. Right, right, right. But what I can tell you what scares me about 5G is not, is not the, I, don't, I can't say nothing about the health aspects. I don't know. Right. right. The only thing that scares me about 5G is that I feel that it will further mm-hmm. expedite right. whatever little privacy and rights we got left. I feel it will be oh, lost yeah, yeah, yeah. you will be completely entangled in this web. Yeah, you're going. It's over. Yeah, between electronic currency, which yeah. it's pretty clear that that's what's coming next. I mean, completely, right? Right, right. yeah. Electronic yeah. currency, technology, all this shit, it's going to be impossible to have any type of anything really hidden or, 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 or concealed, nope. in my opinion. Nope. And nope. that scares it, me. Yeah, I mean, and, and people are letting it fucking happen. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, people, a lot of people are, are, are becoming woke, right? But they not, the, the, you know, the, the powers that be, I'm not just going to say the government, but the powers that be, 
when we try to communicate with each other these conspiracies and try to get together, what they do? They block your shit. Censor, censor. They just censor you. They be like, oh, that's fake news. Bye, bye. What happened to the First Amendment? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy, so. It's crazy. Yeah, we, we went off on a tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because now, you know, people would say the Illuminati. This, now we're talking, you know, they have a word for it. They call it the deep state, right? That's what they call it. Right. A lot of people I've spoken to, everyone seems to believe that they exist. I mean, I, I believe it. People that got a job. I mean, let's, let's be real. I mean, is it that far-fetched that if powerful men, and to not be sexist, powerful women, mm-hmm who had, let's say, tremendous amounts of money and influence, would it be that far-fetched that they would use their power to bend the world the way they want? I mean, that's been going on since before time. Exactly. Exactly. So why, why is that so? And let me tell you why people should respect conspiracy theorists. Not, not listen, there's some loons out there, right? Like, I'm not... Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of the shit that's come out on, on conspiracy theories, I mean, bro, you right. can laugh at some of this shit. Right, right, right. right. But let me tell you why people should respect them, in my opinion. Because that's your first line of defense. That's your first line of defense. What do I mean by that? It means that if you got all these people that are paranoid, Mm -hmm. who are watching every little thing that's going on, they're saying, I see this, I see this, I heard this, at least you're kind of getting a warning. Well, maybe there's some truth to that. Like, like, like there's there's someone out there that's investigating every, they're turning over every little rock. This could be this. In some ways, I would say, thank God we have them. Right. Right. A lot of the shit that be coming back is stupid and crazy. I agree. Mm-hmm. Some of it hasn't been, man. Some of it hasn't been. Right. Nice. So I look at it like, like, if, like, like, like if you were in the hood and you had the scout seeing the five O's coming or a DT, because sometimes you can't tell if the cops are DT. It might not be right. a DT. Right. Right. But, he's not, but the scout ain't going to take a chance, right? Nope. Nope. So that's how I look at conspiracy theorists. You know what? At least they're, they're, they're trying to make things public. It doesn't hurt us as much, nope. as, it could, as much as it could hurt us if they're true, if what they're saying is true. And, and, it, and it doesn't hurt us as much as the government would like to think because they blocking every fucking conspiracy theory. Like, you know what I mean? They, oh, you can tell which one might have some truth to it because they take it down. Facts. You know what I mean? If the, if the government was confident in who they are, why are you scared of a lie? If they take this shit down, then you know. If they take down our interview. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we like, gotta you know, try, we I gotta outsmart them now. Now, if you take down this video, then everything we said is shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I wanna do a quick rewind with you. And, you know, listen, you've been out there. People know your story. You've been on, I mean, you were Mike Tyson, for God's sakes, he interviewed you. I don't like to beat a dead horse. People can, you know, and I support my fellow content creators. Yo, shout out to Joe Rogan, too, man. Hell yeah, man. That's a real one. He just created a market, yo. Yeah, that's a real one, man. Everyone thought this podcast shit was a joke or whatever. Right. I mean, not a joke because, you know, he was making some serious money with it on his own. But, like, he literally showed the world that, like, yo, yeah. No doubt. We we could do this shit through a phone and I'll make you. It's crazy. Word up. For real. It's another gold rush. Yes, it is. I will call him the pod father. I'll say it publicly, even if I get bigger <laughs> that morning. He's the, the pod, pod father. Fa- the pod father. Word up. That's a good he gave, one. He gave life to this shit, man. Yeah, he, he absolutely did. Havoc, I wish we could have hung out for your birthday, because you know how I am in the city, Papa. No doubt. Ah, right, you've seen some of my connections, huh? No question. <laughs> no question. Yo, shout out to Samir, man. That rooftop hasn't opened yet, man. Hell yeah. This Word, shit, the the one the somewhere nowhere is gonna be opening. I can't wait to that place open. That, that's dope. That's dope. So I met you over the I met you almost last summer, which yeah. was for me was was a dream come true. We had a good time. We had a good dinner at Ben and Jack's yeah. Steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. Some good ass food. We gotta go back. We're, we're gonna go for your birthday, late birthday celebration. Word, for real, for real. Good friend of ours introduced us, Sue. Shout out to Susie Styles. Yeah, we yeah. We started hanging out. We started doing all kinds of yeah. fun stuff. Nothing crazy. We kept it PG-13. Right, right. right. Well, we're getting older. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it was dope, man. I fell in love with you, bro. Like, you know, it's right. very few times you meet people that you always, like, I've met a lot of celebs in my life, man. You need to get to know me like, damn, I wish I never met them, you know? <laughs> right, right. 
but we clicked, man. We clicked, and it's just, right. it, made, it made it that much more special for me. So I want to thank her for introducing me. Yeah, immediately we clicked. Yo, your story is no joke, man. You grew up in one of the roughest hoods in the city. Yeah, man. Your music is an anthem for hip-hop. It's, for me, the epitome. Thank you. You know, your album, not just your album, your, your genre, everything you guys did for me, man. I mean, I can't tell you how many nights me and my boys, man. Word. Screaming your words with the window. I mean, your shit was like the anthem for, like, gangster rap, man. I'm sorry. It just, it was. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Anyone that was considered hard, if they weren't playing mob deep in their car, it's like, come on, wait, come on. Like, you had to have at least two, three tracks in your car to right. be hard. Right, right. It's all yeah. you heard in New York City, bro. The infamous. The infamous. And sometimes that shit was too hard. You couldn't, like, like, I, like, you know, and listen, the early 2000s and late 90s, people was bumping hip-hop in the clubs, right? Yep, yep. Yo, but y'all shit was so hard sometimes. I look at the DJ, be like, yo, give me that thug life right now. They be like, yo, I, I said, yo, it's 200 hours. That's more than they paying you. <laughs> For three minutes, I need thug life as mine. And I swear to God, bro, we would jump on time. We'd go, yo, the life is mine. Going crazy, bro. <laughs> yes. But before we, get to, before we get to the music, real quick, man. Where you were born, how life was growing up, a little bit about your family life, nothing too crazy, you well, know? Yeah, so I moved to Queensbridge when I was about like six years old. I was a real, real little kid, and um, it was rough out there, man, you know what I mean? As, as a kid, I didn't really realize how rough it was until I started becoming a teenager, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, shit, like, you know, my friends picking up guns and the other kids on the other block picking up guns, you know, shooting at each other, me getting shot at. And stuff like that, and um, but you know, growing up in Queensbridge, it, it, it was fun too. You know what I mean? It was a a life learning lesson. You know what I mean? Into you know life. You know what I mean? And being social with people, uh, different personalities, like you know any other neighborhood. You know what I mean? And you know, like I said, when I was young, I didn't realize how rough it was until I started becoming a teenager. But um, you know, it was it was it was it was bad out there. It was rough. You know what I'm saying? It's like. One of those places where you feel like there's no hope, you know what I mean? But if you feed into that, then there won't be no hope for you, you know what I'm saying? So I was always one that had, you know, a big dream, big ideas, and knew that I wanted to get out of the place. So, you know, when I started uh, wanting to go to high school, I picked, you know, art and design high school because, you know, I could draw and all of that. And, um, and then at the same time, that's, that's when I wanted to start becoming an MC, you know what I mean? just out of nowhere, just watching music video box. I was like, yo, you know, I think I could do that. Like, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I'm a creative person. So, you know, I started writing my little raps, went to design high school. And, you know, I met Prodigy there, you know, the following year. And so you met, Prodigy, you met Prodigy in school? Yeah, I met him in high school. So I, I went to, I started high school in 1988. That was my freshman year. And then my sophomore sophomore year, Prodigy came in as a freshman. We had mutual friends, and we started hanging out. You know what I'm saying? You start, you know, get friends with people, and you learn what their interests are. And me and him had the same interests, you know, to become a rapper. And so he already was like, kind of like had a record deal or whatever it was, but it wasn't, you know, I, I, I he, you know, he wanted to be in the group with me. And so we formed a group, and we did everything possible you could imagine to become rappers. How did you guys get the mob deep, and do we understand what it truly means, the name? Right. So I'll I tell you what that it, it, Yeah, it is, we was true to the name. First, we was the poetical prophets, right? Like, you know, before we became mob deep. But then we realized that that name didn't really, you know, really describe it. Yeah, it didn't really resonate, it, you know. So we changed the name because Mob Deep was like a saying that we used to say around the way on, on my block. Like if we would see motherfuckers in, in huge crews, we'd be like, yo, the motherfuckers was Mob Deep. You know what I mean? Or we'd be like, if we went out and it was like 30 or 40 of us to the movie theaters, we'd be like, yo, we was Mob Deep. So when I was thinking about a new name, I said, you know what? Let's call ourselves Mob Deep. You know what I mean? And P was with it. 
And then we just changed the name to Mob Deep. And every time we went out, you know, we was just a whole bunch of us. And, uh, you know, we got the record deal and all of that. And um, how old were you when you signed? Is it, is it true? Was it 13, 14 when you signed your first deal? No, when I first signed, when we first signed our first deal, I was about 16. You know what I mean? Like 16. Damn, you weren't even out of high school. Not yet. You know what I mean? And that was with who? Which, 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 which label was that with? That was with 4th from Broadway, Island Records. 4th from Broadway. Island Records. Island Records. Uh, Chris Blackwell, I think his name was the owner of the label. And, uh, you know, we was there. We didn't know the business. You know, I wasn't really producing yet. I was producing a little bit. And uh, the record didn't do too good. It didn't do too good. You know what I mean? It, we had a the couple first records. one. Yeah, the first, the first album. It did, and, it they were, good. and they were titled under Mob Deep, right? Not, not under Prophetic? Yeah, it was under Mob Deep. It, it was, okay. we, it was we under Mob Deep. Right. Yeah, we then changed the name. And we was Mob Deep. We came out with the album. It didn't do so good. The fucking label kicked us off the, the label. Like, so that, let's stop here for a second, because this is part of a comeback, right? This is an important detail right here. Mm -hmm. You got signed, which must have been a good feeling, right? Right. You go to work, you put the album out, it doesn't do too well, so much so to the point where this label kicks you out. Yeah. What's going through your mind, man? Were you guys scared? I mean, why do you think that that album didn't hit the first one? The first one? Um, I think the album didn't hit because we was new to the business, we didn't know the business, and we let other people handle our fate. You know what I mean? We let other people control our fate. And so that happened. You know what I mean? We didn't know too much and uh we didn't really know the power we had in in creating so we let other people kind of create for us and you still at that age you kind of still coming into your own anyway you know what i mean it's like you know some people are fucking geniuses and they the first time you know they don't more power to you you know what i mean <laughs> but um i believe that was the reason we was young and you know we wasn't really fully developed in our art that we was doing and uh we got kicked off the label and that was a a really bad feeling you know what i mean morality wise like it demoralized you a little bit right like you're like shit yeah did it, you it did you feel did you feel it was over i mean i know you refused you, I mean, I, obviously I, it wasn't over but did, right. the, did those thoughts creep into your mind like shit it might be over like um, or did you fight though? I mean, like, what went through your mind at that moment? Like, what were you thinking? Like, how did you get back in the game? I never, I never, I never had the feeling that it was over. You know what I mean? Because when you get that thought in your head, at least to me, it is. You, you're gonna, you're gonna bring it into existence. It being, it's gonna. Over. If you, if you think it, that's it. That's all. Right. It's gonna, it's gonna go there. But I was kind of too young to even have that theory in my head. So it was just in me to be like, okay back to the fucking drawing board. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we went through this. We learned what we learned. Right. Let's not make that mistake again. Yeah, let's back to the fucking drawing board. But the reason why I say is it was a bad feeling because we, have, we all have pride. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you got to go back, put your head down, you know, your friends looking at you. You got a lot of jealous motherfuckers, like, looking like, you know, laughing They're and happy. Shit. They're happy that you're Right, playing. right. They, 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 they happy about this shit. But some of them will show. Good. Some of them will even show you how happy they are. Of course, you know what I mean. Because we made a little bit of money, you know what I mean. And people looking like, fuck, you know, fuck, they get that money for whatever we fell. See, I told you. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Bastard, Back, they love that shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Though? You, we learned to use that as our fuel. You know what I mean. The, the, the you know the fucking haters. You just gotta block them out. We blocked them out. We blocked the haters out. You know what I mean? And I would say that that failure was a blessing in disguise. You understand what I'm saying? Because it pushed us to do something great. You understand what I'm saying? We didn't let it make us, you know, go with our fucking tail between our legs. We, we, it, it, it forced us, you know what I mean? To, uh, you know, to, to, to carry on. So, you know, people liked us, but the record just didn't do good. You know what I mean? So those people that liked us, those few people that liked us, came to us and said, yo, we want to give you another record deal. You know what I mean? 
me and P like, okay, is is now or never? Now that's the attitude. Now it's like now or fucking never. And, and now we we not gonna let this fuck up. You understand what I'm saying? But still, there's that uncertainty that you're gonna make it. But you have the determination to make it. You know what I mean? You're not gonna be like, oh, we definitely gonna do it this time. It's like, all right, put our hands together. We know what the fuck we gotta do. If we fuck up this time, then you know whatever. It, it, then it's our fault. You know what I'm saying? But we're not gonna let nobody fuck this up. If it fuck up, we gonna fuck it up. So we go. And the good thing about it was the people that gave us the record deal, Steve Rifkin. He immediately said when we met when, when we met him, he said. I don't want to control you guys. I love what you do. You just do what you do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Just do what you do. So that's like that. Yeah, yeah. That gave us the confidence like, oh, shit. He said we could do what we want to do. So it was like, all right. So it was a blessing that we went to that label. It was like a new label. Nobody really knew the label. But Wu-Tang Clan was on the label. What label is that? Say it's everyone else. People that don't know about the music business. Loud, Loud Records. Loud Records. So when we met with him, he said, yo, look, I don't got much, but I got this group, Wu-Tang, over here. I want to sign y'all. I never even heard of Wu-Tang at that, at that point. I, I, no, I, I don't got much. I don't got much. I just got the Wu-Tang Clan. He had no idea who he just signed, bro. He had Word, no idea so, who he signed, man. Where I never heard of him. You know what I'm saying? So when he gave me the tape, I was like, you know, whatever in my mind. I was just so focused on, on the record deal. You know what I mean? So we hit the record deal, we start working on the album, and I'm around my way chilling, and I just sit here, protect your neck, playing, everybody's playing this shit. And I said, wait a minute, I got this fucking record. That's the fucking label we on. At M-E-T-H-O-D, man, all of that shit. So that shit got us hype. We like, oh shit, we on this label, so we we definitely got a cutting edge, cutting edge. That was a new style that came out. Man. Word, and then you got Nas already fucking making noise in the streets. So we had our work cut out for us. We we was like, ah, we we really gotta not fuck up. You know what I mean? And we just made the album. We finished it. it was like, all right, here's the true test. But did you know? Did you know in your heart you had a hit? I, no, I, you know, no. There's, I, you, you just, there's no way of knowing, right? You just no, don't no, know. No. I didn't, I didn't, because I, I, I'm not that arrogant sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I, sometimes tell me I'm about, not that tell me during this time when you guys are literally, this is your life on the line here. Man, do you remember any conversation you had with Prodigy? Like, like just talking to each other right before the album dropped, like, like while you were in the studio? Maybe give us a little nugget, man. Just a little something that only you and him would have known. Was there a, a moment where you were like, yo, I mean, just something that only you two would have spoken? A moment. Well, you know, as we was making the album, you know, we would we would always be talking to each other, whatever. And you know, uh, Prodigy had the full confidence in me of making all these beats. You know what I mean? He took a sh- shot on, uh, on, you know, on me. Like he didn't fucking know either. You know what I'm saying? And we could have bought beats from other people, but he said, "Fuck it, let him do it." You know what I mean? And I, you know, I give him. Props for that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I could have been that person to be like, okay, you just do all of that. But, you know, to him, he loved the music that I, I did. You know what I mean? So he was confident in that. And um, one thing I could say between me and P is that for P, he always expressed that he was like my number one supporter you know what i mean i I don't want to say fan he was like my number one supporter like he had my back you know what i mean he trusted me he was mad generous you know what i mean he was a really thoughtful guy you know what i mean and when we was about to shoot videos he would be the one without anybody asking him he'd go buy the clothes and say here boom now we got the hennessy jerseys on in the video you know what i'm saying he went got it he was smart, you know what I mean? So I give him a lot of credit for that and for, for everything. And um, so yeah, that, I, I, I didn't know. So on that first album, you didn't make the music, right? I made like two or three tracks, you know what I mean? But this second shot here, you produced most of those tracks yourself, right? I, I, I would say I produced about 85% of it, 85 and uh, the other 15% uh, 
Q-Tip from a Choco Quest. He did like three songs. He's you know a what legendary, I mean? legendary producer himself. Yeah, man. Yeah. One of, one of the kings of the game, man. Shout out to Q-Tip, man. Word, man. I mean, you know, I, I got to thank him a lot. You know what I'm saying? He came in and helped us out, out, us out. So for those who are not familiar with my platform to your music, you know, what was the name of that, that album on the second, that, second that, shot? The, sec that, the second album was called The Infamous. The Infamous, Mom of Deep. Yep. And do you remember what the first single was that dropped? The first single was Shook Ones, right? Was Shook Ones, not Shook Ones Part 2, the one that everybody's playing now. The one, on Eminem, the one on Eminem's movie. Right. It wasn't that one. We had a Part 1, and we put it out, we tested it, and we wasn't too sure, and we was a little bit too nervous. The reaction was good, but we was like, let's, let's work on this song. And we did like a remix, a part two. And when we put that out, that's when everybody was like, wait a minute, who's these kids again? They didn't even remember that we put out an album, <laughs> you know, two two, three years before that. They didn't even, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Isn't that like life? Like, oh, you hot now, so. Right, like. It don't right. matter, we, we forgive you. Whatever you've done, it doesn't matter. Like, you're right. okay, you're hot now. And you know, it's like, fuck it, man. Just it, it, embrace the love, you know what I mean? Even the haters was loving it. So it's like, fuck it, you know, I, we don't hold no grudges. Happy that we bless. And, and, and when we put that first single out, the, you know, the second one, Ship was part two. It was every all hell broke loose. You know what I'm saying? It's like the shit started picking up traction. People's interviewing us. They 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 like think it's incredible. We just like I we you know we just this is what we do. We made it. All right, cool. And the more and more that started happening, the more and more my confidence was building up, and it just made us become animals. <laughs> with the music we was like oh okay we're going crazy now so people always wonder you know listen everyone has that fantasy you know they don't realize what comes along with fame there's a lot of yeah. dark darkness to it too but yes but in the beginning it's definitely a lot of fun no i mean like like, like yeah, when yeah. you start yo when you first started realizing like yo i'm famous like put us right. in your shoes man let us know what it feels like 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 what went through your mind when you're like yo i'm famous like like when did it hit you? Like, do you remember any of that in the beginning? Yeah, like, you know, like I said, like when Shook was started coming out and everybody started playing it, when I was hearing my shit on the radio, just that alone was like fucking me up. You know what I mean? I was like, damn. And then everybody want to do interviews and then people on the streets is like, yo, what up? Like, strangers, you know what I mean? I love your song. I love your shit. I bought your CD. And, and, and they really mean the shit. They like, yo. Yo, I love y'all guys. I love y'all guys. And that's when I started thinking, like, okay, I think we're getting a little bit famous now. You know what I mean? And it, because, you know, now the girls is like coming out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Before they wasn't even fucking looking at a motherfucker. And now these, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, now all these girls is going all crazy. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. I, I, I was like, I can do this. And then, you know, you know, the money started coming in from shows and, shit like that and let me let me stop you for one second though yeah explain to my viewers who are not familiar with maybe hip-hop or they don't understand the history or they don't realize where you came from i mean what kind of what was your life like financially before the albums man like how did you grow up man straight up give us an example oh, of how you grew up. i was fucking broke you know what i mean like like you know before the album i was broke and even before before that you know i'm a kid that grew up on welfare you understand what I'm saying? I, you know, I, I wasn't used to having nothing. You know what I'm saying? And today, as I think about it, I, I, I never, when I was a kid, I, pro I was ashamed of it. You know, but now as a grown man, I'm like, you know, that's the shit that people got to go through. That, 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 there's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, I, but I get it. When you're a kid, as a kid you see other people that got maybe scared nice to go shoes. to the, You're scared to go to the store with the food stamps and shit. You know what I mean? I wait for my friends to yeah. leave out the store. So, and then I could go in there and just hurry up and buy it with the food stamps. You understand? But as I got older, I started thinking. I said, fucking everybody's on food stamps out here. We in the fucking projects. You understand? <laughs> what That's the currency. I don't, even, I don't even know what the fuck I was scared of. But as a kid, you know what I mean? You, 
this thing comes over you and you have this kind of pride because you you, you becoming a, a man, you know what I mean? And um, you know, I grew up, you know, I, I I'm not gonna sit here with a with a sob, sad story, like, you know, the you know, the generic shit, but I really was fucking poor, you know what I'm saying? I ain't have no no money to buy clothes. My mother didn't wasn't able to buy me all, all of the shit like that, you know what I mean? I mean, we ate every day. You know what I'm saying? We we That's ate. That's the most important thing, man. Yeah, we ate every day, but all, the other luxuries and shit, now nah, we ain't have that. You know what I mean? So to fast forward to start becoming successful and shit, it's a really it's a, it's a, it's a mind trip. You know what I mean? Because you're like, well, I can't pay how much to do a show, like, you know what I mean? And it you 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 feel so blessed. You know what I mean? And then it, I, I was happy. You know what I mean? Listen, my man, you just came back from Europe a couple months ago. You were in Europe for a minute. That's when we kind of yeah. lost touch for a while. I mean, yeah. you've been you've been even now to this day, but you've been all over the world because of your music, man. You've seen the whole damn world, I think. Yeah, I, I feel lucky about that. You know what I mean? Because when I was growing up in the projects, as a kid, I used to wonder how other places was because I never went nowhere. I literally was just on the block, but I used to fantasize and imagine what other places look like. And so I used to have these visions in my head that even just going down south, I used to think everything was just dirt roads and, you know, just country shit. So even when I got down there for the first time, I was like, oh, shit, this shit is like where I live, but different because it don't got the, the, the tall buildings, but it's, it's modernized, you know what I mean? And, you know, the people were just like us. So I started getting a taste of different people right in the united states and then when we went overseas that really really i'm thankful for that because you know i i learned a lot you know what i mean because I, I you know very i want to know about you know because before i got there i used to you know watch all the history channels and see how other country was but to get there and see those people uh their culture and they, and they like your music, and you just a fucking kid from the projects, you know what I mean? And they and they love you. We come from different worlds. You you understand what I'm saying? You come from different so, freaking planets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Universes and shit. Right, <clears throat> right. But I never. One thing I was ever say. I I never let my head get big ever. You know what I'm saying? I never ever. You know what I'm saying? Because. I always respected the people. You you understand? I never, I never ever got to a point where I ever thought I was better than somebody else, and that was just naturally me. And 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 to to a fault, I I'm I'm humble. You know what I mean? To a point where sometimes people be like, "Yo, you know you havoc or whatever, whatever." But I'm like, "Nah, I'm I'm Kiwan." You know what I'm saying? I get it. You know what I'm saying? But you know. When I go over there, I, I I appreciate it. I appreciated the love that that we was getting over there, you know. And I and I still do to this day, man. You know what I mean. So for artists out there that when they make it, I don't know if they the same way or not, but um, it's a true blessing to you know to make a comeback and 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 you know be able to do your thing. We got we got to hold on to those things. You know what I mean. You touched a lot of things in these last couple of comments. Getting back to the album, the album for you in, in many ways was a double blessing because not only did it showcase you as an artist, it showcased you that, yo, I'm a producer. Right. And I didn't consider and, myself a producer. And, and you know what? I don't think a lot of people even realize, man, because you, yo, you, from what I know of you, brother, and I've known you a year now, you're very reserved, man. Like, even when we chill sometimes, like, you know, you're, 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 you're chill. You're just very calm. Yo, when I saw all the plaques on your wall, I said, you made this? You made this. You made this. He's like, yeah, man, you don't know how to produce. I said, yo, I've been listening to your music since 1997, 98. I said, I never knew that you actually made all these tracks and that you still produce. Yep. Now, we kind of did some things in your studio we ain't going to talk about, but yo, let me tell you something. Yo, you blew my mind away. You blew my mind away how, how fast you were, like your hands, the way you move. Like, you a savant with this shit, man. And, and I, think, I think I speak for all of us. And we want to hear some, 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 we, we want to hear more coming from Havoc these next couple of years. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and I don't think we're going to hear you just limited to hip-hop. I think that there's going to be some evolution coming from you. 
For sure. That's a guarantee. You know, I'm not going to let the cat out the back, but I know right. you're working on something. Are we going to... We really going to surprise the shit out of people, right? Because this is about to be the comeback, comeback. You understand what I'm saying? As far as I left, your music has never left, brother. Your music plays in every damn club. You still hear it on every street in New York City, man. Your music is the anthem, man, of New York. And Thank you. That's just one chapter of your life, man. Thank you. And I want to I want to finish just a little bit with more with Mob Deep. Obviously, you guys became huge. Your mm -hmm. tracks are some of the biggest and most well known tracks in hip hop. You've worked with some of the greatest artists of all time, bro. Like classic, like 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 Nas. Like, and we was at his party that time on Forty Second. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Nas. Word. Love him too. One of the best lyricists ever. Period. Mm -hmm. You knew Biggie. I mean, brother, you are from what I would call, in my opinion, and no offense to the rest of hip-hop outside, but the golden age of hip-hop, man. The golden Word. age. Word. It's evolving. It's kind of gone in a very different direction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In some ways, it's a little alien to some of us that fell in love with the truth. And we understand right. things change and things evolve. Yeah. Listen, yeah. There's some great components to it. It's a little bit more danceable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For <laughs> sure. For sure. But I think as far as storytelling... Right. Giving people insight to your life, because that's what the lyrics was, right? The, the, the environment you guys grew up mm -hmm. in, the situations people were, you were telling mm -hmm. the stories of people hustling, like what they were actually going through. Right, right. Where Billy in Oklahoma, in maybe the whitest town on earth. Word, word. You'd be like, oh shit, so them guys is pushing marijuana and pushing pills down in the streets of Queens. <laughs> like, and they knew who you were. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's, it's crazy. It was crazy. a window into your life. Hell yeah. That's what we, that's what we put out there. You guys do all these albums because we're not going to, you know, listen, people don't know. They need, just type in Mob Deep and listen. That's all I got to say. Your Word. song was, was one of the main themes of the 8 Mile movie with Eminem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that was the song that he continuously battled on because it's one of the hardest battle tracks ever. Like, everyone loves dropping that beat to, to battle with. Yep, yep. That shook one's part two. Shook one's part two. There ain't no such things as halfway. Everyone knows that. Yeah. So, um, obviously, you guys did your thing. You made some. What was it like, man? When you finally got money, you were able to go back and do some things with people you love, man. I mean, what did that feel like? Oh man, it, 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 the feeling was priceless, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it filled my heart with joy, man. Can you, you give us one story, man? One example, please. One example? Yeah. Or uh, like, uh, not that you should ever brag about good things. I believe that, you know, you do it it's between you and God. But I want to inspire the young people, people that are out there fighting hard for their lives, especially in these times right now with the coronavirus and all this crazy yeah. shit going on. Yeah. To fight and never give up. Because what I'm hearing here the whole way through is you never gave up. You grew up in a place that you should have done, either been better in jail. Yep, yep. You yep. had no chance. Yep. You, in your mind, said, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to make it. Hell Yeah. And you did. So it's important that people listen to your story and these young people that are out there, regardless of where they come from, understand that mindset is everything, right? Hell yeah. So my question to you is when you were able to finally do something nice for a loved one, mm. you don't have to mention which person in your family. You can say it was like right. a cousin. Or, is this right. one story that stands out? Maybe tears came to their eyes and something that there's, I mean, is there one moment that really stands out to you? Yeah, there's definitely a moment to stand out when I was able to buy my loved one a car. You know what I mean? It was like... And just say, wow. yeah, here's the keys, right? Like, here's the keys? Yeah, yeah, like, wow. Like, here you go. Like, you know what I mean? They just amazed. It wasn't a house at that time, you know what I mean? Because we still was still trying to Rising get them. Up. Go. You know what I mean? But, you know, to get them a little car and just, you know, and they was, you know, they was thankful, man. And I, I was, I was really a... Happy that I could do that, you know what I mean, uh, and you know that's what. After a while, you start knowing, you start realizing this is what you're here for. You're here for the music and here for that, but you're here to to really help your family. You know what I'm saying? This this is for your family. You know what I mean? And you know we might have fun and and do all of this that, and the third, but at the same time, it is a job. You know what I mean? You got to go out there, you got to do your job, and you got to do it fucking good, or the people are gonna fire you. Get out. We we'll see you later. You know what I mean. So you did your thing. You're able to make it. You you become a legend in the world of hip hop. There's no doubt about it. But um, 
you end up going through some crazy times, right? You you you, you lose prodigy, right? Yeah, yeah. That was a I, hard time. I, I, even even before wait years before decades before that, I lost my younger brother. Um, that was your first like really devastating loss, right? I mean, I mean, it was my only brother, my younger brother. We was a year apart. Blood brother. Blood brother, and that was beyond best friend. Is 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 beyond best friend. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, we yeah. Was like we was the same person. So, you know, the person that I I could talk to about anything. You know, the whole the whole thing. You understand? You lost them unexpectedly. You lost them quickly. Lost lost them to to a suicide. That shit fucked me up. You know what I mean? And that shit had me. You know, I didn't realize it at the time, but it it had me drinking like crazy, like never before. You know what I mean? Handling that pain, I'm like, fuck it. Every day is like this, like a party. You know, while people want to criticize me and shit, like, oh, look at you, you fucking drunk, da 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 da. Like I said, when we was talking earlier off camera, people don't know, you know, your your pain, people, other people's pain. They they don't know. They just quick to judge, but you don't know what somebody is going through. You understand? and I went through that early, and yeah, I lost Prodigy and a few other people along the way, and you know. You know, uh, I'm not gonna say that's a part of success, but we are still human, and and well, human. That's a part of life, no matter what. You right, are, it's no a part. It's are. a part. Of, it's just a part of life, no matter who you are. Is it? I just, uh, you know, we spoke. You know, when we when we first met, I lost my brother unexpectedly, and uh, you know, I used to drink at that time, and yeah. I, I I was, you know, unfortunately. I mean, I don't know what came over me. I knew the day he died that I could not drink no more. I knew. Right. Because I was scared that I would. Right. right I knew because because right. you drink with a broken heart, but unfortunately sometimes, and I can see why someone would go straight to the bottle, Papa. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You're in such devastating pain. Right. 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 And a lot of people in my family, that's how they dealt with it. When we yeah, when we yeah. lost, they they went straight to the bottle. Yeah. Me, I knew logically, my heart, I was gone. Like mentally, I was. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Something in me said, "Don't drink because you ain't gonna make it. You're gonna die. You're gonna die too." Mm-hmm. And, I, and I quit drinking that day. You know, I never went to a meeting or nothing. I just, that was it. I stopped. Yeah. I haven't drank in almost eight years. Wow. You see that? But I understand when you, you know, listen, and anyone that's watching this, they've already either A, lost somebody. Right. Or it's only right. a matter of time before they do someone that they care about. Yep. Yep. And we're both here telling them that you got to be strong. You can't give up. Life is so short. You're going to die anyway. Why give up? Why give up? Nope. The devil wants you to give up. It's not, it's not, it, it's, it's not in my DNA and neither should it be in theirs. There's always get, a chance. Getting, getting back up there and doing these concerts without, without Prodigy, the other half. I mean, what's it, it been like, man? It sucks. It just I don't mean, feel the, the crowd, same, the right? Crowd, the crowds are there. You know, the crowds are there. It's, it's sold out shows, but it sucks. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's whack. You know what I mean? He's never going to get on a stage with me again. I can't even comprehend it. You know, uh, you know. It's almost so, like being, it's almost like being an orphan on that stage, man. It's like yeah, your other yeah, half, your other half ain't there. Like, nah, it's, it's just, just weird. It's just you two was always together with that music, man. But that's why yeah, I'm looking forward to, listen, that's why I'm looking forward to a lot of right. things you're working on right now, man. Yeah, man. Listen, you know, the, the mob, the, the transition. Mob, yeah, the mob deep chapter, that'll always be what it is. It's not going nowhere. Right. That, it's, it's, yeah. That, that's, Brother, it's it's the foundation yeah. for, for for many yeah. of us. Yeah, it's always gonna be there, but gotta move ahead. We gotta move. Gotta ahead. gotta evolve. Expand and evolve. I've heard some of the shit you work on. Man, I can't wait till the world hears one of I just I'm serious. I'm talking about all different types of shit. Right, we ain't gonna get right. into it. Right. <laughs> Word. You had showed me how you made some of those beats. Um, which I won't get into, but I always find it very interesting. I'm like, damn, that's what you did? <laughs> right, right. Just, you know, like I said, I, I was always a big fan of you guys, and I never realized that you had produced all these damn albums. I see all the albums on your wall. I'm like, you have it. You did all of these. Even with Kanye West, you made music. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, with Kanye West. Yeah. He seems to be kind of going away from the music game right now. Seems to be more spiritual right now. Have you, uh, you yeah, spoken yeah. to him at all or not? I was just, I was with him recently, a couple of weeks ago. About a month or some change ago, I was with him. I was out there in Wyoming, and he's he he saved. 
He's saved. He, he's he's with God. Is, is he? Is he? Is he? Did he? I mean, to what you can tell, is is he pretty much done with the? I mean, the music that he made, kind of that, oh, that no, style. No, no. He, he's not. He's not done with music. He's just doing music differently now than before. He don't curse no more. He don't more, drink no more. More, more football. He wants the music to be more full of light. Right. He he raps for God now. More uplifting. Yeah, he raps for God. He kind of pulling a mace. Um, I, I would say. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm, would, not, I'm not saying that, Adela, but yeah, I'm saying yeah. there was that one part where Mace had kind of went it, off and became a minister. Yeah, he's not it, doing people, that. But you know, people, I, you know, me, I'm not gonna make that comparison because I, I don't know Mace. I, I mean, I met Mace before, but what I can say is, I never chilled with Mace, and I don't know his story. But when I chill with Kanye, and when you talk to him, you know that is is real. You know what I mean? You know. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that even what Mace did was. I'm just saying that it was he was a, a someone of the hip hop world that went into kind of faith yeah. and ministry and all yeah. that. I'm not doing it to yeah. put either of them down. Kanye West, no one can't say the guy ain't like very serious about things. Yeah, First yeah. of all, politically, he stood next to Trump, not to get into it one way or the other. Right. Because right. I'm sick of the whole shit, man. I'm sick of it all yeah. around. Like this shit right. stinks. Like. Like, all of right. them got blood on their hands. Right, 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 right. Okay? But for him to take the stance that he took, to me, shows that the guy's a leader. Period. Word. Whether you like Trump or don't like him, the fact that Kanye West yep. Yep. could stand next to the guy who, let's be real, from what the way they make it seem, at least. I mean, you heard the stupid shit that Biden said today, bro? What did he say? Biden got on with Charlemagne, Charlemagne today. Uh-huh. And he said, if you don't vote for me, you guys ain't black. So everyone's like, yo, that's a very racist remark. It's going viral right now. He was stupid Joe, enough to say some shit like that. He was stupid enough. I don't, you know what, my, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this out. You're my witness, but God knows the future. I don't think he's going to make it to the election, man. Oh, I, I, uh, I think um, they're going to do, I think they're going to do, yo, Michelle Obama, we need you. We need to sign. <laughs> because I already, man, I already told, I already told everybody that could listen that Trump is serving a second term. So I mean, what this is just a fucking sideshow, dude. This sideshow, my man put his foot in his mouth today, which I think is that, irreversible. That's the dumbest shit ever. Irreversible. So basically, he tells you if you black or not, a whiter than white guy. Come on, man. Come on. He just lost a lot of votes on that one. No, he lost. Because <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I can say, you, if there's one thing I can say about black people, they don't like to be told what to fucking do. No. So, so uh, he put his foot in his mouth in a, in a major way. I didn't even know. I didn't hear that yet. Because <laughs> I don't. I don't turn on the fucking news no more. But um, I need to because we need to see the fucking lies just to be prepared. But that's the only reason why. You know, the Prophet Muhammad has said, peace be upon him, he said that you should believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. I feel like we live in that time where, where yeah, you're seeing this shit on the news. Right. But I can only believe half of what I'm seeing. That's it. Don't believe nothing you hear and only half of what you see. Because it's all trickery. You know it's, what I mean? You know what it is? It's, 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 it's very easy to get depressed watching the news man i've been noticing i've been trying not to too much i'd rather read it the local watch news it. is even worse i know it's the like, worst. they got shot got punched got... who no i'm saying when you put on like channel 7 or 11 they, they got shot they got killed they got punched they got stabbed they got, it's the worst it, it might it, it, it'll make you scared to go outside you'd be like what the fuck like i i don't i don't watch that shit like you know channel 7 uh, i don't watch that shit so let's do Hell. some fun fun facts with Havoc. What's your favorite color, man? My favorite color is blue. Mine's black. There you go. Oh, but you know, you know I, I wear I wear black every day. I ain't gonna lie. I wear it every day, every day. <laughs> Not gonna lie. But um, and you know that's the sign of a of a successful person. You know, people that just wear the same colors every day because it's, it's less maintenance. So we can yeah. focus on our goals. Yeah, you yeah. Know you know why I, mean? I wear? Because I'm a fat fucking. You know that. So this makes me look a lot skinnier. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I got. Nah, you in good shape, man. You in good shape compared to me. Huh? You're much. You're in much better shape than me. Oh, physically. Nah, I mean, nah, you know, I. You still working out or what? No, I, I need. Yeah. No, nah, I'm still working out. Not you're doing your running. Huh? 
You still doing those runs? Oh, nah, I don't do the runs, but I do I do some cardio. I do do some cardio, you know what I mean? But I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be, you know what I'm saying? And, but I know where I'm going. If God said you could only have one food left on earth, there's only one thing I'm going to let you eat the rest of your life. What do you pick? If he said I could only have one food for the rest of my life, what would I eat? That's it. Yeah. I would say... Steak. Okay, that's a good choice. Let's give me some steak. Fuck it. <laughs> Have some I guess, some steak steak soup. Uh, I guess we got. I guess we got to go back to Ben and Jack's. You just told me right now what you want for your birthday. <laughs> that's why I asked you that question. I want to see what I'll take you for your birthday. If God asked me, it'd be lasagna because you got your cheese in oh, there. You got oh, your tomatoes. Yeah. You got your your yeah, ground yeah. beef. You got your right, veggies. Right, you got a little bit right. of everything in there. Right. Right. True. True. Okay. 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 <laughs> Okay, all right. I can't so, fuck with the keys, but you you've been all over the world. Give me your top three places that you love and that you really tell you you think people should see at least once in their lifetime. Is it London? Is it is it Dubai? I mean, where you been that you really love that you like to go back often if you can? Whatever you. Uh, the the Great Wall of China, breathtaking. The Great Wall of China is breathtaking. I I, I love that. When did you go there? Uh, I was there a few years ago. I was probably say like four years ago I was there. But that was my second time there. That was before yeah. coronavirus. <laughs> Way before. <laughs> that shit probably was out there, you know. You never know. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But no, no offense to, 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 uh, to the Asian people, not at all. Because nah, I, nah. I, I, I especially, yo, especially what's happening to them right now. Yeah, you know, the shit is just crazy. I mean, and to be honest, we don't know. Where it really started, we just know what they're telling us. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, like I think any, said, I think any any American that picks on a fellow Chinese American right now, you a scum. No, no, nah, that's 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 sucker shit. You know? That's sucker. I shit. mean, they they they've now replaced the Muslim Americans, right? Like now they're the most hated. Right, people, you know? it's like come on. I it's mean, like there's always a new group that's gonna come out and be blamed for something. And that that you know that's America. You know what I mean? If you go back, they always do it. Before it was. Uh, you know, it was doing it to the Polish people when they was coming over. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like it when it happens anytime, and that's why, like, you know, I've been public about it on my Facebook and my social. Yeah, we shouldn't be, yeah. we shouldn't be. These people are born and raised here. Yeah, yeah. And even if yeah. they're not, they're living here. They're not from over there. You know, like, come on. And and <laughs> let's be real. <coughs> people of China can't tell the government what to do either. I mean, how much can we tell the government what to do? Nothing at all. We got, we got no power to tell them. Let alone they're gonna have power over there. Come on, they do some some fake. They do some fake kind of vote. Yeah, I mean, you know what it is, man. At the end of the day, people just need to understand that we all come from. We gotta have respect for each other, man. No doubt. So, so I'm gonna summarize this, and and I think this is a good place. This ain't gonna be the last time. No doubt. You know, but we're definitely gonna catch up with you in the future, especially once you drop some of these future projects. Yeah, yeah. But in, in a nutshell here, what I want the people to understand is that you literally came from nothing. Absolutely. You grew up in New York City. You saw the crack era. Yes, I did. You had family, friends you've seen go down in that lifestyle, yes. selling yes. drugs, getting killed, stabbed, yes. murdered. Yes. Through all of this, you always told yourself, I got to get out of this situation. Yeah. You kept your head down. You never lost faith in what you were working on. Nope. You told the story of the world you came from, which is the QB, Queensbridge. Yep. You met your brother, Prodigy, in school. Mm-hmm. You dropped an album. The first one didn't do well. A lot of people would have gave up on themselves, and people would have gave up on them. Mm-hmm. You, you two decided that it wasn't over. Nope. You dropped another album that you had more control over, that you said, no, 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 this time we have to take control. Yes, indeed. The rest is history. You dropped hit after hit after hit. You pulled yourself and your family out of poverty. You did a lot of good things for the people mm-hmm. that you love. Mm-hmm. You dealt with your own demons in life, as we all have. You lost your, your, your biological brother. Indeed. Tragically, which would devastate. Most people wouldn't even come back from that. Right. You lost your brother in life, prodigy. Mm-hmm. But you're still here right now. And you're telling us and the rest of the world right now that it ain't over yet for Havoc. It ain't over. The next chapter is coming. The next chapter is coming. The next chapter is coming. 
Anything else you want to tell the, the people before we, we sign off, my brother? What I want to tell the people is this, just simple words, never give up. That's it. Simple as that. Never give up. Because you can always make a comeback. comeback. That's my boy, Havoc. Yo, Havoc, thank you so much for your time, my brother. And I can't wait till we hook up. I, I'm, I'm three hours south right now. Okay. I'm in Jersey. Okay. I'm down south. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> uh, as soon as things uh, calm down a little bit, I'm going to take a trip up and come see you. Yo, we got to hang out, man. We got to hang out. There's a lot of things we got to talk about. Yes, indeed. Thank it's you for having me on, man. Nah, brother. Thank you for coming on, and I look forward to seeing you real soon, brother. Word. Thank you, man. Yo, shout out to Kava Sutra. <laughs> <laughs> That's my peace side. They're good people, man. They, they opened another spot. Oh, they oh they did? Yeah, in the village. They got two of them now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I had to chill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we all did. Yeah, listen, anything too much is not good, you know? Even Frank. All day, all day, all day. All right, have my brother. Right. Pleasure to see you. Happy birthday to you and Biggie Smalls. Thank you, man. Thank and, you. Uh, in any event, this is Beck Lover, and we will catch you on the next episode. <laughs>